Hey, smart mamas. Welcome to the Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups podcast, a podcast about balancing mom life and work life and everything in between. Being a mama is a hard job. We are three nurse anesthetists reaching out to support and encourage other moms with hectic and chaotic lives. I want to be a nurse anesthetist. No topics are off limits. Relationships, finance, mental health, work. And we aren't sugarcoating anything. No way or way. This is real life, real moms, real advice. And we want this to be interactive. We want to hear from you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. Hey, smart mamas, welcome back to another episode of Scrub Caps and Zippy Cups. Crystal and I are here tonight hanging out and just going to catch up on what's going on with her. All of a sudden, like seriously, my my froggy voice just came on like an hour ago. Like it's just out of nowhere. I was like, fine this morning. And all of a sudden I've got this like little frog hanging out with me. So excuse my voice. I can like tell I have one too. So. It's okay. I'm going to let Crystal do all the talking because she has so much to tell (laughs) us. We haven't heard from her in a while. She's been through a lot lately. And so let's catch up on Crystal. Crystal, tell us how you're doing. Oh, it's been a while, hasn't it? Let's see. When was the last update? I think, see, we took a month off because I was on radiation and the radiation gave me, I mean, it was after the very first treatment, like the worst sore throat. Really? Like the worst sore throat where I was like, do I have strep throat? I mean, really painful. And they kind of turn your head away when they radiate you, but they still kind of get that area. And I guess it's not uncommon. So, I mean, it felt like I had like a lump in my throat for probably the whole time. Oh man. And that was how long? That was 28 treatments. Okay. And that was every day for a month. Yeah, basically Monday through Friday. Okay. So it was nice to have the weekends off. I mean, yeah, like the weekends off of like cancer treatment. Like it's not really like I know, right? a weekend off. Like Right. It was just nice to not have to like go there every day. Oh, yeah. You just said that so nonchalantly. Like, well, I had the weekends off. And it's like, well, I mean, like you should have the weekends off right. of cancer treatment. But that's not always how it goes. Yeah. So I um, did that. And that radiation kind of sucked. I really wasn't expecting to feel as bad as I did. You know, you know, chemo, it kind of comes with the, you're going to feel like, and I had accepted that. But radiation, I felt pretty bad. Extreme fatigue. They would get me out of work on time every day. I mean, they would move mountains to get me out of work on time to go to my appointment. So, I mean, I'm very thankful for that. But sometimes I would get there, you know, maybe 10 minutes early and I would like just take a nap in the car and set my alarm. And one time I, I woke up and my alarm was going off for like eight minutes. Oh. This, this close to my head, like in my car. I mean, I was asleep and I'm one of those people that normally needs like perfect white noise, the most comfortable bed, you know, the best pillow, like, like the princess in the pea is normally uh-huh. not with this fatigue. I mean, I could sleep anywhere. And sometimes I'd be so tired driving, I would just pull over and have to close my eyes because I literally oh my gosh. fall asleep driving. So that was pretty crazy. And then during that, so I got a pretty bad radiation burn to where it was like opening my skin. And, you know, after a mastectomy, you don't really have like, there's no breast tissue or fat there, mm-hmm. just kind of like mm-hmm. your skin and then the expander 
wrapped in alloderm. Yep. So one day so we were just doing dressing changes and watching it. And one day we go in and it, oh no, when was that? Oh no. So it, it like radiation 24, I went to see my oncologist and I did not like the way it looked. It's like, I think I want to stop radiation because I'm really worried about this and I don't want to like lose this implant, you know, and have to do this reconstruction all over again. And he's like, well, you know, research shows that 25 is like the magic number of radiation treatments. Why he chose 28, I don't know, but like 25 is the magic number. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'll do 25 and then I'm going to stop because I really don't like how this looks. And then I saw him after 25 and he's like, I have zero concern that this is going to open up or cause any problems. I think you should finish your treatment. So I was like, okay, fine. I'm not a quitter. I'll do it, you know? Yeah. You had what, three left at that point? So three right. treatments. And how long was each treatment? From like walking in to walking out, it was probably an hour. And how long was like the actual like radiation part of it? That was probably 25 minutes. Okay. I feel yeah. like in, and maybe this is just like my experience, but I feel like you hear a lot about chemo, but you don't hear as much about like radiation and what that like looks like in that experience. Yeah. And so like, I'm just really curious from that aspect, but okay. So you did 20, you did all 28 then he talked you into it. Yeah. Well, in the beginning they make like a mold. You like sit in this thing that like creates a mold of like your back and your head. And so, cause they need you to be in the exact same position every single time. Mm-hmm. And then they mark like on your breast, on your chest, on your sides. So you're always like, and they'll fine tune, like they'll like scooch you a millimeter this way and that way. Sometimes it takes 10, 15 minutes just to get in the exact same position every time. Oh, okay. Okay. So like the first day you like get in there and you're like, okay, we're here. And then you got to like find that exact spot in space again, 28 more times. Exactly. And I would try to like wiggle into the right spot, but it's always like something. And then you can't (laughs) really move and you're holding your arms over your head. You're holding onto like a handlebar thing. And then they just kind of zap you from different angles until it's over you have to hold your breath while they zap you which is like mm, probably 45 seconds so I got really good at that I was kind of worried I wouldn't be able to do that but I, I would be worried it. that I wouldn't be able to do that like like over and over and over again like I know right but yeah so that worked out and then okay so the radiation oncologist she's like you know I think you should do 28 so I did did 28 And as you keep getting treatments, like the burn is kind of delayed. So I was already burned Mm. from the first few weeks, but Mm -hmm. up until that last week, you'll continue to burn a week or two later. Okay. So about two weeks later, my skin opened up the spot I was worried about. Uh. And then we started, um, and who knows if I would have only done 25, if it still would have opened. I mean, it was still like damaged, but. Yeah. I like knew I knew it wasn't we weren't going in a good direction. So then I saw the plastic surgeon and we were doing dressing changes and watching it. I would go in like twice a week and he would look at it. And then one day, um, two and a half weeks ago, he said, Yep, there's a hole. He's like, I can see the alloderm. And like clear as day, it was like the size of a dime, and you could see the alloderm underneath. So basically, my only option was to have a latissimus dorsi flap. Sooner than later, because you know, once you're exposed, you can get you know bacterial colonization or yeah, all these other problems. So that was a Wednesday, and then I had surgery on Friday. 
And I really did not want to have that surgery. Like that was a trigger mm-hmm. word for me. I like, for some reason, I just did not want that at all. And I was like begging him like any other options. And he's basically like, if we cut this out and we sew back radiated skin, that's already burned, you know, it doesn't heal like normal skin. Mm-hmm. So they had to do it. And I did it and everything surgery went well. I spent a couple of nights in the hospital. How long did that surgery take? I think it was about seven hours. Oh my gosh. I know they, they go. I mean, I do them sometimes at where I work, but not that often. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're pretty long. It's not very common anymore. Isn't it like what they used to do and now they've got more? I don't know. I don't remember all of the, and these are all the things that like you learned at one point in time. and you forget. Right. Well, there's a lot of options. So basically I think the latissimus dorsi flap is utilized when the skin isn't intact to like, um, and we'll, we should put a picture in the, um, like in our show notes. Yeah. They take the latissimus dorsi muscle, which is your, I'm going to show you on the good side on your back and they like mm-hmm. excise that, but they keep it attached to its blood supply. They then tunnel it through your arm pit and lay it across the breast and then sew it on. So it's like still connected to the blood supply in the back. Yeah. But now in the front. So I had probably like a six inch scar on my back. Um, and this was just two weeks ago. So I'm still like very much healing. Um, I just got my last drain out today. I had six drains. Oh my God. And I went back. Uh, so it kind of feels good to be free from all that. Yes. And the flap looks a little like he said it got beat up during the process. So it's kind of like bruised around the edges, but mm. he's not worried about it. I am worried about it because of <laughs> everything that's happened. And he's yes. an extremely conservative, like worry wart of a surgeon. So him not being concerned helps me, but I still have some healing to do. Yeah. And then they also have options. They have like a deep flap or they take your tummy like um mm-hmm. and and then there's a tram flap too which yeah can't remember and i think they utilize those if you don't want implants you know to oh, like yeah. make the breast <laughs> tissue but i have implants so i i mean god forbid something else happened that would be an option to still you know have breasts but so that's where i'm at i just had one year diagno- uh, diagnosis anniversary last um, last month, so I've been getting treatment for a year now, which is bananas. Yes. Now, did you do anything to like mark the day? Did you like do anything with your husband, or did you do anything yourself? Or like, it's not necessarily a day to celebrate, but it's a day of like remembrance or like commemoration that like of all that you have been through in the last year. Yeah. So it's weird. I even remember the day um, my daughter's birthday's on. I don't think that's weird. I think that is like totally normal to know the exact, like, cause it's a day that your entire life changed. Yeah. Well, my daughter's birthday was um, July 19th and I was diagnosed two days before her birthday. So July 17th. And also on July 17th, several years ago, I had a miscarriage and had a DNC on that day. Oh also. my gosh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So that was kind of a, just a weird day, but I like leading up to it, she had a party planned and I was just planning her birthday party and just kind of acknowledged it in my mind, but we didn't really do anything. Mm -hmm. We wanted, 
plan a vacation and go somewhere and like celebrate once this is all over. But it's been so yes. unpredictable, like to plan, like my next, my expander swap to implant exchange was supposed to be the end of August. But obviously okay. he, he did that when he did the latissimus dorsi flap. So I at least yeah. got rid of those expanders, which were terrible. <laughs> like those were terrible. What was terrible about them? They are hard, mm. like hard. And they kind of like stab you. Like if you mm. roll to the side, this one will hit your sternum and it like pokes you. If you roll to the side, oh. it hits sternum and also like pokes you in your uh, axilla I mean just very very uncomfortable yes so it's nice to have soft regular implants in my right side zero pain I mean I woke up from surgery I wouldn't have known he did anything on the right side I had a drain over there and everything no pain this would have been the easiest surgery in the world if it could have just been you know a swap out but it was pretty painful I had a delauded PCA, which was my best friend. But my husband told me that my mastectomy, he said I was hitting it like all the time, the Mm -hmm. button, and still like writhing in pain. This time he said I would wake up, hit it, and sleep for an hour and wake up, hit it, and sleep for an hour. So I guess, you know, if you use that to judge, it was a less painful experience. So, well, I mean, that's, you know, something positive. Yeah. So yeah, I've got through you know a lot and coming out the other side. Um, just hope this heals like it's planned. And then I still have another reconstructive surgery that will be in five months. Mm-hmm. And then I also have the hysterectomy tubes and ovaries to come out. But I think that'll be like that's not like an urgent pressing issue. I can just take the antiestrogens. Okay. Now, is that total hysterectomy going to be like the end for you? Kind of like the end cap of your like cancer treatment? No, I mean, I think for the big stuff, yes, but I'll still have to take like a tamoxifen for five years because it's not just ovaries that produce estrogen. You have it in your fat cells. Uh, Okay. Other areas. So I'll have to take that for five years. I haven't started taking that yet because uh, I was supposed to take it after radiation and then this happened. Yeah. I just want to feel kind of normal before I start taking it so I can mm-hmm. kind of determine what side effects it's giving me. As a sure. parent, be some pretty bad ones. Okay. But some people take it and don't have a problem at all. So, yeah. Now, you know, we kind of touched on your anniversary and like, like let's do the like high low we already kind of did the horizon but like what is something that you like wish you would have known kind of maybe like a low like something that like I didn't anticipate this I didn't I didn't know that this was coming and what is something that you feel like you have gained from this experience in the last year so I feel and this sounds cheesy I know I've said this before but this really has been a blessing like in disguise clearly but it, I mean, it changes your whole life, the whole trajectory of your life, how you see the world, how you you know appreciate moments and experiences. I am forever changed and very grateful for that. I really am. The lows, I feel like for me, the hardest part for me, like I can do the surgeries, I can 
you know, do the treatments, whatever I can do what I need to do, but I hate seeing my family affected, you know, like my daughter Mm -hmm. is, you know, she struggled with it. My husband and my mom and I would just, I, I hated that. That was definitely the lowest part. And another positive, I didn't say I, I love this because I hate when people get diagnosed with cancer, but I've connected with a lot of people that have been newly diagnosed and been able to kind of talk to them and walk them through the beginning and middle. And when they have questions, they can reach out to me. You know what I mean? I feel like very satisfied, able to help people navigate their diagnosis because it's a lot at first, you know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's awesome. And I mean, I do, I don't know. I know I asked one of our surgeons this because I was like, I mean, within the last year, I personally know like five or six people who've been diagnosed with breast cancer in their thirties. And I also like in our CRNA moms Facebook group, I feel like it happens like at least once a month, somebody gets a new breast cancer diagnosis. And so I feel like this was supposed to happen in our forties, not in our (laughs) thirties. Like not that it's supposed to happen at all, but I feel like you hear about breast cancer in your forties, not in your thirties. And I feel like it's just like one friend was somebody I went to nursing school with was diagnosed. She found out when she was 20 weeks pregnant. So she had to go through chemo while pregnant. And, you know, like I just marvel at like your strength and her strength and like getting through this. But I just, I feel like this is early or young or maybe it's not, but. I feel like we are getting exposed to it more because, you know, that's the age we are. You know, we know more people Mm -hmm. that are that age, but statistics, I mean, it's one in eight people get diagnosed with breast cancer, like one in eight. It's insane. And it's so like now that I'm obviously going through it, I'm much, I'm hyper aware of, you know, all the mastectomies, excuse me, mastectomies we do on the schedule and all the, you know, reconstruction Mm -hmm. and all the phases. And it's just a lot. I mean, just a lot. I really, really am happy to advocate for uh, awareness too and early detection because I found my own. And had I not, you know, you don't even start mammograms till you're 40. Yep, exactly. I would have, I mean, I I had stage two and it spread to my lymph nodes. So waiting another year, at least till I would have gotten around to schedule the mammogram, you know, could have been stage three or four. Yeah. So yeah, definitely do self-breast exams. I never did them. I wasn't doing one when I found it. I was just taking a shower, but. So obviously like we're friends and we, we talk outside of this podcast. And so I feel like I'm interviewing you though for this podcast. So I have to say that, but well, like obviously we're friends, but you've been going through all of this and growing your aesthetics business. And I just saw that you were recently featured in, is it a blog or is it a magazine? Both. Okay. Cause you were, it was, it's entrepreneurship. It's entrepreneurs Herald, I think was the, okay. the magazine slash blog. Yeah. Someone reached out to me on Instagram, I guess, and asked me if I wanted to do, you know, have my story featured in the July issue. I was like, sure. So that was kind of fun and an honor to be recognized, you know? Yeah. And it was, what was the title? It was like 21 entrepreneurs who are it like was to watch top, or something like yeah, that. It was top 21 inspiring entrepreneurs to look out for in 2021. Okay. 
that's why I was 21. That makes sense. Yeah. So what was the focus of your like feature there? Was it on, I know it was like on growing your aesthetics business, but like what's like, what are some of the like favorite things that came out of that article for you? Like, what did you talk about in that article and like, what kind of things did they want to highlight? So I basically kind of just told my story. I, you know, started my aesthetics business and basically had just gotten going and then was diagnosed like three weeks later. So, you know, I just had like my dream coming true and then this like crushing diagnosis. Mm -hmm. But building a business, I feel like it's really helped me focus on something other than obviously what's going on. Yeah. It's helped me just, and there's a lot to do with the business other than just physically, you know, injecting and doing all that stuff. So the time off I've had with surgeries, I've been able to, you know, recover, but work on like back office stuff that I wouldn't have had time to do. Mm -hmm. And it basically just talked about, you know, fighting through a cancer diagnosis and coming out on top. Yeah. You know, and I remember when we first interviewed you, or I should say interview, like we talked about it on our podcast, but when we first talked about your cancer diagnosis, and one of the things that you had said you wanted to do was to, like, you're going to keep going with your business and you like, you had this like determined, like optimism that like, you're not going to let this slow you down. You're not going to let it control your life. You're going to continue building your business and you're going to go for it. You know? And, and I remember thinking at the time, listening to that and being like, you know, if it was me, I feel like I would use this as an excuse to crawl into a hole and like never <laughs> speak to anyone again and be like, I have cancer. Leave me the F alone. <laughs> and you were like, Nope, I'm going to go and do it. And you did it. And you have grown your business. You are well-established in your area now. And, you know, you've done it all in the face of like a very difficult path. Like your path to starting a business is not the normal path to starting a business. And yet you've gone and done it. So it's something to be very proud of. Yeah. Thank you. I am really proud of it. I, it's my baby. It's very (laughs) rewarding and satisfying seeing I like this is me. This is what I built. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of it. And it's just, yeah. it's really satisfying. And it's a lot of work to have your own business. Yep. It's not like I'm bringing in the dough, you know, I'm building a business. And so everything's going back into the business, but um, I love it. And it's just, it's so much fun and it's kept me focused. It really has mm-hmm. it's kept me focused, distracted, I like how it's kept you both focused and distracted. <laughs> it kept me like, distracted. Both are like totally legit. Yeah. Exactly. Both are totally legit, but it's kept you both focused and distracted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's Love been that. nice. But I, I've had my days where I like wanted to crawl into a hole and said, I have fucking cancer. Leave me alone. I mean, I had plenty of those days, but for the most part, I try, I try to stay positive. You know, if you just well, like you didn't sit in your hole for long. <laughs> yeah, I came out of my hole and I went back to work. Yeah, well, Crystal, this is awesome, and I know how hard that you have worked to get like through everything that you've been through, and I know I just I feel like you have you have not just had a tough road; you have had like the hardest road, it's where it's like something. roadblock, 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 detour, 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 road closed go find another way, like just find another way, like go through the woods, you know? And so it's like, you've like fought through all of that and still 
came out on top. Yeah, I mean, that's been for sure. And it's also kind of brings, you know, makes me aware of so many surgical complications. Like there's so, like we say complication, but there are so many Mm -hmm. different types of freaking complications that can like just detour everything. And I've, I've had quite a few of those, but yeah, I mean, you can swim through the flood, you can climb through the woods, you can... You know, mm-hmm. you can get to the other side one way or another. Yes. So, Lacey, I know we've been blabbering about me this entire time. So, how have you been? Oh, stop. I've <laughs> talked to you in like forever. I'm mean, other than our texts and whatnot. Yeah. So, I feel like I have nothing interesting to contribute, really. I mean, I feel like life is just life. Our kids are now five, three, and one, and just kind of like, we're getting out of the baby stage and now I'm starting to like get rid of baby stuff. And I'm like, I don't know, this feels like good and not good at the same time. Like, I don't feel like I need to keep it, which is good. And also like, you know, I've kind of like gone through like a little bit of grieving of like the end of that point in my life. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm okay with getting rid of all of my baby stuff and being like, you know, we're just not at that point anymore. It gets so much easier. It's sad. I look back and see these pictures and hear videos when they have that sweet little voice that just the uh-huh. in the world. But it gets so much easier and parenting it changes and it's it's kind of more fun. I don't know. It's I you know, yeah, all the stages are good. It, I hear except for um teenagers. So I do not yeah. look forward to that. Yeah. So yeah, we're just getting into kindergarten with my oldest. Yeah. I just went like back to school shopping and I called it back to school shopping. And my very literal child was like, why is it back to school shopping? I've never been to school. And so I was like, that's just what the stores call it. That's just the the name on the sign for the store. You're going to school. You're fine. But I was that like total, like, like first time mom, like, like first time mom all over again. Like I saw these people with these lists and I was like, where did you get your list? I haven't gotten a list yet. And they like pointed to the like little like display thing. And they were like, there's all of the school lists right over there. I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> so I don't know if your school offers this, but mine, um, the PTO does school supplies, like for each grade, whatever the requirement is, they like get all the supplies put it in a box and you can just buy it from them. Really? So I don't even know if we have a PTO. I, I, maybe they do. We're like so new into this. And, and I feel like COVID's really like, like our like meet and greet for kindergarten was on zoom. So that's not really like, like there's not that much information there, you know? And so I feel like there's just, there's so much, like there's going to be a huge learning curve as we like enter the school district mm-hmm. and like start experiencing like the school district. But one of the cool things that we're doing, we started this last summer and now we're actually making some progress is we've decided to go to every Minnesota state park and there's 75 of them. Wow. And we and did like only? in our state alone. Yeah. Oh. And so we went to 10, nine or 10 last year. And now we've done, I can't remember nine or 10 this year. So we're up to 18 that we've done. We started counting once we had like our whole family, all three children. And uh, yeah, it's been really cool. We've gotten to check out some like different points. And like, I've really enjoyed figuring out like why the different state parks are there. 
some of them it's very obvious. It's like there's a beautiful waterfall or this is on the shore of Lake Superior or like, you know, there's this beautiful spot. But some of them it's, you know, related to we've got some terrible, like terribly sad Native American history in our area. And some of them are related to that, which like is important for us to teach our children about that history and even the hard stuff, especially the hard stuff. Then it's also like there's some of them that are there because basically they're like, you know, they were depression era conservation corps buildings that were put up. So like the government just like was handing out money to create jobs. So it was like, let's put a state park here. Let's put a state park here. And the local citizens would petition to have a state park in their area. And so they would find like a little pond or something in some of these spots. Like some of them don't have a lot of natural things that are like, oh, this is a great place to visit. But you know, so it's just like interesting to see like our history and like see that depression era history, like throughout our state and how it's like, and then like those tend to be like the biggest, like strongest, sturdiest buildings because they were built with like rocks and whatever material they could find at the site. So it's actually really cool to like learn why the state parks are there too. Well, that's fun. And yeah, you got a new camper, right? So how's that working out? We did. It's working really well. And um, we, yeah, have have been able to use it. Does it have a bathroom? It does. Oh, it does. Okay. So our other one didn't. And so we had just like the little like like portable like box one you could mm-hmm. take with. But now we have like an actual bathroom in there, which has been great because our baby, like she's had so many showers in that bathroom because she's like blown out so many diapers in our wow. camper that will we even did this. It was so bad, but you guys will get a kick out of it. So we were driving down the road and pulling our camper and we were like, oh, the baby Cora pooped like we the whole truck. My son in the back was like, it smells in here. And it's like, yeah, she pooped. We need to stop. So we stop at this like gas station and my husband fills up with gas and I just like unlock the camper door. I take her in there and I'm like hosing her off in a like gas station parking lot. And because it was like head to toe, like just this huge blow. Oh, and so. Oh. I was like, I'm so glad we have our own bathroom that we drag behind us because then I can just hose this child off, get her a new outfit and just put her back in her car seat. And we like were it, we had like towels and like we actually keep the like chucks and stuff in our car now because it's we've had so many of these over the years. We just keep the chucks. So we just put it like her in like with a chucks behind her in the car seat and make it work. But my goodness, it was like, yeah, we had our own like bathroom that we just drug behind us. And we just like hosed our child off in the middle of a gas station parking lot. That's nice. They don't have to go inside. (laughs) Disgusting. bathroom, you know, exactly. Her in the sink. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. That would have been terrible. So, uh, you know, yeah, we've, we've really enjoyed camping and getting out this summer and lots of people have enjoyed camping. So it's sometimes hard to find campsites, but it's been a great thing for us to do with our kids and kind of gives us something to like look forward to and kind of like check things off over the years. Like, oh yeah, we're going to go here. We're going to go here and kind of plan like different camping trips where we can check off a bunch of state parks. So I, I like that we can do that and kind of explore. It gives us a reason to explore the like not so like, you know, touristy destinations of our state. Yeah, I love that. And it keeps you really busy during the summer and they're going to remember this forever. I mean, these are going to be really good memories you're making with your family. But yeah, um, so what's new with Ellen? I haven't really gotten to talk to her lately either. So Ellen 
still on maternity leave, which is amazing. Like the state of New Jersey has this like amazing maternity leave policy. I don't even know how this works, but she can explain what she gets, but she got some time like from like this like state mandate of like, she got some time before she went, before she had her baby. And then she gets more than just the 12 weeks afterwards. So that's great. And we're really excited for Ellen and our CRNA moms in New Jersey because they get some super cool benefits. Everybody should do that. That's amazing. (laughs) But I know she's building her house. And I remember her talking earlier this spring that she was hoping to be moving into her house around the time that she had her baby. Well, she had her baby back towards the end of May and she's still not in her house. I know that they've run into a lot of COVID related issues in getting supplies. And so it's just like pushed everything back. So she's still living with her in-laws. We pray for Ellen and her (laughs) in-laws. Well, it's beautiful. I see, you know, the updates on her stories. Oh, I know. I mean, that it is fabulous. That is a beautiful home. We are going to have a scrub cats and sippy cups party there one day and (laughs) check out her new house. Yes. It's so beautiful. Yeah. So we just kind of wanted to update everybody on um, what's going on with me. I'm doing well. I should be back regularly now, you know, to um, normal episodes because I I missed some good ones. I missed the doctor nurse one. And what was the other one I missed? The pelvic floor one. No, I was there for that one. Oh, you were there for that one. Which one did you miss? I missed two, I, I thought. I think you did. I don't even remember. Or maybe uh, the doc- where she interviewed you and then... Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so um, the doctor nurse one was a really interesting conversation. It's really like it turned into like a two-part episode where like one episode was on our podcast and the other episode is on her podcast. And so it was like... Like, cause we, I think we recorded ours first, then we went over and recorded hers and it was like, our conversation just continued. And so if you haven't gone to the doctor nurse podcast and listened to the second half of that conversation, definitely do it. I just, I really enjoyed talking to her and learning about her platform and all that she's doing. And yeah, I thought that was just a really fun conversation that just like lasted for about two hours. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it literally was like part one was on our show and part two was on her show. Yeah. That would be, that would be cute. I think if we did two parts. Okay. Well, that's our update for today. We will be back again in two weeks. And in the meantime, you guys can follow us on social. We are on Instagram at Hey Smart Mamas. We are on Facebook at Scrub Caps and Sippy Cups. We are each individual on social. If you want to follow us as well, I am at STL underscore injector on Instagram and just my name on Facebook. And Lacey is at Ms. Lacey Lee on Instagram and Lacey Lee on Facebook. And then Ellen is at Ellen Laletta on both Instagram and Facebook. So thanks for tuning in. Yeah. Oh, and if you can hop over and leave us a review, five stars, we would really appreciate. It helps us move up in the ranks and and then maybe we can get some help with paying for these podcast episodes one day. <laughs> <laughs>